All right, one more hour to go leading up to our Super Bowl coverage here on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's go up to the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Welcome into the program. Tony Desiri, an old friend and host of Wake Up Call on Sports Map Radio, National Radio Network. Tony D, how are you, sir? How are you, Your Honor? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Now, you were a uh, host here for a long time. How long you were here for, like, a decade? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, about, about a decade. I was, I, was, I was in Denver and Colorado Springs for 10 years before leaving about 10 years ago for Nashville. Yeah, so, because I want to ask you a question. And now, of course, you and I, we go way back. Oh, God, I was 20 years, because you and I were in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, God, you, you and I made talk, the Talk America Radio Network what she is today. <laughs> we sure did. Yeah, rest, may she rest in peace. Good times there on Tropicana Avenue there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, out of business. Um, so, um, but uh, we're having an interesting discussion because we're all really excited because Randy Gratishar finally made it into the Hall of Fame, um, which we're all excited for. But, so we're just, I uh, had a previous guest on and we're talking about, you know, who's next for Denver, right? And it's probably, or hopefully, going to be Mike Shanahan. But I'm getting, and you were here right in the thick of, you know, a lot of the Mike Shanahan era. Um, not the Super Bowl era, but right after, and yep. getting a lot of pushback about no on the text line. Uh, no, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. He went 15 years with one one playoff win, and a lot of a lot of skepticism about his his um, worthiness of the Hall of Fame. So I thought I'd ask for your perspective on it to get us started today. You know, I'm I'm torn with it too. I had dinner with um, Howard Balzer, who's a, is a Hall of Fame writer, and we were in Vegas. And we talked about Gratishar. We talked about some of the people. He couldn't give me an insight as to who was going to be revealed on Thursday, but I got a feeling for it. And we started talking about some people down the line. And the Shanahan thing was kind of touched on briefly, but I, I, I leaned a little towards the no side in a way because I, I think that the one part is it, it, the Pro Football Hall of Fame voters have just been such a stickler on certain things that like they had, if you have a player that is known for one or two things and they want that third, or if it's three things, they seem to want that fourth. And it, it, it may come way down the line, but I don't think it's coming soon. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. I mean, I mean, how many coaches, my argument has been how many coaches have won two Super Bowls, regardless of who's the quarterback, regardless of who's the team, regardless of a run. Everybody in the NFL can agree on one thing. You hear it, I heard it all week in Las Vegas. It is really hard to do this. It is really difficult to do this. It is not promised to anybody. And to have a guy that's won two, I, 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 I mean, I, I think there's a lot in that, a lot, a lot of feather in that cap, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know if there are any. Uh, did Tom Flores eventually get in? I think he did. Yeah, because I don't know if there are, are. Are there any coaches that have won two that aren't in? That's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm thinking. So my argument has been like, well, what's the third third thing you're looking for in Shanahan? Are you looking? You're trying to get him to be something. I mean, we seem to say this, the object of all of this is to win Super Bowls. He won two of them. Back-to-back years, how many people have done that? And you're looking for a third or fourth angle to his career? Well, you know, I guess... I don't know what else the coach is supposed to do. His job is to win Super Bowls. Well, I get, you know, it's just... He just had such a glaring lack of success without John Elway. That, <laughs> right. That's the, the ultimate criticism, I guess. And 
he just, he was such a brutal dictator, tyrant type that he probably rubbed so many people the wrong way um, that he probably doesn't have a ton of supporters, probably particularly in the media. And I, and I know he was particularly bad in, um, you know, with those East Coast guys in Washington that, I, you know, yeah. in, in, a, in a process that you need goodwill, I don't know that he has a ton of goodwill. No, I, I agree with you. That happens in baseball all the time. I heard it with like Jim Rice and players like that where they just weren't nice to the media, so the media held it against them. Yeah, you hear that a lot in baseball. And, and, it, and it travels. Anytime you have humans voting on something, there's always a personal bias to it. Sometimes you can overcome the personal bias, but if you're on the edge, if you're, if you're, if you're hit or miss, that angle does come into play. Yeah. Um, so... How was it this week? I saw you hanging out with Wayne Newton. Who were some of the other characters? You were down on Radio Row this week. You made the uh, travel. Um, what was it like? What were some of your highlights? Uh, yeah, hey, Wayne Newton, get out of town. Oh, get out of town. Wayne Newton. I mean, I was so, so excited to see Wayne Newton. That was the big thing for me. When I heard when I got there that he may be making rounds, I said, well, I got to see him. Because I, when I was in Vegas 25 years ago, I got to meet Wayne Newton as a 20-something-year-old kid. You know, I was pretty young, but I knew him from Vegas vacation and whatnot. And I was at a golf tournament press thing, and I got to interview him, and my wife happened to be there. He kissed my wife's hand, which was really cool. You know, we were young, and we were like, yeah, it's Wayne Newton. He's way out of But then I saw him again, and I'm like, okay, now i got to go say hi. And I saw him, and, and that was, you know, he radiates stardom, even though at, at 81 years old. Outside of the usual suspects that make their rounds of this, the former players, et cetera, the other one was Carrot Top. We got to talk to Carrot Top, which was I, – at first I kind of blew it off. I kind of went, I don't want to talk to Carrot Top. Then I went, wait, no, no, no. I want to talk to Carrot Top because I, we got an insight into comedy and we got an insight into sort of the thought process of comedy, how you evolve in comedy. Because I asked him point blank, I said, are you a prop comic? Is a prop comic, is that the right term or is it the long term? And he sort of said, well, I'm developing my act. I'm doing some other things. And I was like, okay, because every video I see of you is with props, so I didn't know how to process. But he was a really good guy. He's been in Vegas for 30 years. He does six shows a week except for Sundays. We talked about the evolution of the town. So that was kind of fun. And then I ran into Flava Flav on the, on the, on the walking around. which He was walking around when, just hanging out, and I went up to him and said hi. We talked, and we took a picture. So those are the kind of cast of fun characters outside of the normal athletes like Michael Urban and Emmett Smith and Sean Merriman and the people that were coming through. Yeah. What was it like uh, going back, you know, cause you and I lo lived in Las Vegas. God, was it, it's been 20 years. So you were maybe, I don't know if you stayed a little bit longer than I did, but 20 years now they've got the sphere and, and all that stuff. What was it like uh, going back? Yeah, it was funny because I met some friends. I was staying on the Mandalay Bay Luxor side at the, at the bottom of the strip, and some friends of mine from a uh, girl I went to high school with, she was in town with her husband. They wanted to have drinks at the Venetian. I took a cab up to the Venetian. We met, had a good time, and then I said, you know what? I, I can walk back. Let me walk back. It's a nice night. And I used to do this all the time. My wife and I would go to the strip when we'd walk around and you know, we have dinner and then we walk the strip. And I was walking and I, it was the landscape of that area has changed completely. There's different buildings that have been up in front of casinos. There's more walkways than ever before. Um, really. And you know, but you know what the biggest thing is, Dan, and you and I were there in the late nineties, how, how often I heard as a young sports guy, you know, I, I went to there for 
NASCAR and to cover some motorsports, and then I got into covering UNLV and whatnot was no, no pro teams will ever be here. They'll all say no. None of them will ever take bite the bullet. And now it's turning into a sports mecca. It's turning into a pro sports mecca. And if you're not in Vegas, you got to ask yourself why you're not in Vegas. That, to me, was the biggest feeling, the biggest difference, to see a Raiders store and know that they were there, to see Golden Knight stuff and know that that was there. When I was there, I thought I would never, ever see that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I was you know, out there covering the Avalanche a couple of years ago. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so what was the vibe? I, you know, I talked to Steve Cofield a couple of days ago, or I guess yesterday. He was saying um, it, initially early in the week, it seemed like a ton more uh, Niners fans. What was the feeling you were getting as far as um, you know, the fans and the, the, the vibe of how the, you know, the game is? Yeah, it was funny. Early in the week, it was like it felt like the draft. Like you saw people wearing every every you know jersey or shirt or sweatshirt of every team. And then as the week was progressing, by the time I got to Friday, everybody was either in Chiefs or 49er gear. They had really started to take over. Uh, but I would I would say if if my brain was processing the amount, there was way more 49er fans than I saw the Chiefs fans. They were there, but 49er fans are descending on Vegas. Um, by the time, even if they're not going to the game, they're just wanting to be part of the party. Yeah. Uh, does it feel more Cofield thought maybe like a hundred? Because there's always he says every every uh, Super Bowl is always you know there's three hundred three hundred fifty thousand um, you know people that just come to Vegas just to bet and you know be a, a part of that atmosphere. But probably another yeah. hundred hundred and fifty thousand people in Las Vegas. Did it feel too crowded? Yeah, especially later in the week when it was really starting to feel like, okay, this is starting to get close to the weekend. Then you start seeing like lines and, and the airport was starting to get full and people were coming out. I left late Friday night, so as I was leaving, people were still coming in. But yeah, by Thursday in the Friday, it was really starting to, you could feel the, the presence. Like, the, you know, I, I took a walk Thursday night and I was, it was elbow to elbow with people as I was trying to get into New York, New York, or any of the other places I was going to. And you really felt like, Okay, there's one town that can do this really well. It's this town. Yeah, so what do you think of the game? Who are you picking? Um, what's your analysis? You know, it, it, this is, I've been accused. This is my problem. I've been accused of being um, um, lazy with this because I've been asked, uh, people have been asking about this, but it feels like everyone's saying the exact same thing. If I look at San Francisco, all I see is talent. All I, I see talent on both sides of the ball constantly. I see uh, too many offensive weapons and a defense that was third in the NFL in, in scoring and is really – needs to play better. They did not play as good in the playoffs as Pete maybe like. But everyone says, but, 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 the, I, can't take, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But for me, I am taking the 49ers because I do think they have a better set of offensive weapons. I think they have a, a defense that if it plays well, and it has to play better because the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions got on their plane and felt like they gave one away. And that's not – that 49er team, that 49er team should have in the postseason beat teams in a way that make them go, I got to get better if I'm going to be them. That wasn't the case in their two playoff victories. But if that holds true, I think that in the end, this one of what Kansas City has been able to do on road games to Buffalo and Baltimore stalls down a bit and the 49ers win this thing. So why would you believe that if they didn't play well in the playoff games when they should have been playing well, that all of a sudden with all the nerves of the Super Bowl, they're going to go, oh, yeah. now we're going to play well. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's the other factor that's involved in this. I mean, that's, 
it's not even so much defensively. It's also Brock Purdy. Exactly. That's that one too. unproven. Yeah. Brock Purdy is not ever, ever been in this situation. And that's the other thing is that he, he throws the ball high when he's pressured. He throws the ball high when he's under duress. And if they can get to do that, then you're going to see a 49er team that will struggle. I'm with you on that. I, I do say, look, but there are some players on this team, on this 49er team, on the defensive side, a couple of them that were you know, on the team a couple years ago, have been in big playoff games, big playoff moments. That NFC Championship game, that means it was Brock Purdy out for the Eagles, uh, for him when he played the Eagles. That defense still knows big games. They've got to play better, though. That, that's the key. They've got to understand how to play better. But I, I just I see them just so loaded on both sides. And Charles Amenahue being out for Kansas City, I think it's a bigger deal than, than being talked about this week. All right, so you're going with the Niners. Uh, going with the Niners. Okay. All right. Well, good. I mean, we're all rooting for the Niners out here. Um, you know, we got McCaffrey sure. and uh, Kyle Shanahan. Everybody's uh, you know everybody's rooting for the Niners. Yeah. Actually, Bobby Turner, former longtime Broncos running back coach, is is uh, coaching out there. Um, uh, so yeah, we're we're all rooting for the Niners out here. I mean, I'm, I a lot of people are. Um, so last thing for you, um, you're out there in uh, the land of the barbecue. Uh, I'm a big barbecue guy. I'm a big food guy. We talk. You a certainly ton. are. Yeah. Goodness I, gracious. I, I was accused uh, by one of my fellow uh, hosts on this station of this is just nothing but a, a Saturday morning barbecue show. At one point, um, uh, what are you looking? I'll take it. For, yeah. What are you What are you looking for? Um, what are you looking for at your Super Bowl party? What do you when you when you come in? What What do you want? What are you looking for? What's your favorite Super? What Bowl am food? I looking for? Yeah. Oh, I had some last night. I had some awesome beef brisket, which mm. turned into great sandwiches. I had that last night uh, from a barbecue place. It's like two seconds from my house, which is fantastic. Um, but other than that, I'm a big, I, I really like potato skins. I don't know why. I yeah. love potato skins. Oh, yeah. That just gives me crazy. But I will take the chicken wings. I will take, again, beef brisket. I will also take, um, I'm trying to think of some other things that I want in a Super Bowl party besides those two. I, I guess, I guess pizza rolls. Is that a thing now? Yeah, do we still do that. We actually did. So I gave out. We did some recipes yesterday, and one of our producers gave out a recipe for a homemade uh, a pepperoni pizza roll, which is fantastic. How you can make your own. Uh, another That's thing great. that has been popular today, people have been texting in, which is uh, you know you forget about it, but buffalo chicken dip. Um, okay, now that's that's something I'm missing. I need to get something like some sort of dip with meat in it. Yes, yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know what's really popular now that we haven't even talked about today? And I actually haven't made this yet. I need to get into this. Uh, smoked queso is coming up on the ranks oh, yeah. that people make. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic, which I haven't. I, haven't well, I want some videos from you doing that. So, I should do that. You know, I, 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 I follow that. your barbecue. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Tony Desiri from uh, Sports Map Radio, host of The Wake Up Call. You've been doing the morning show host for a long time. I know why you've done that, right? Like, there's no In the business, we know why you guys, as you get older, you, you, you transition to the morning show. And because, uh, you know, you play golf at South Carolina, you do it so yeah. you can get the tea times. We know why. I know it is. It is. That's what I, I love. I love that. Uh, I don't mind getting up as it means I can get a course is not full yet. Tea time at like two thirty. Yeah, it's exactly. All right. Well, so, thank you so much. Good to talk to you after all this uh, time. <laughs> Tony Desiri, we appreciate you. Good talking to you, my friend. Always. Right, always. Enjoy the game. That's Tony Desiri from Sports Map Radio, host of Wake Up Call. Uh, we'll get to you. Uh, last couple segments will be uh, all yours. We'll talk about this. Mike Shanahan, I'm going to take a peek at the text line. Has anybody come to the defense of the old ball coach? 
on the RamosLaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Also, I forgot about that smoked queso. Anybody doing smoked queso? And Tony's right. We need more dips with meat in them. Now, my beans have a healthy amount of uh, you know meat in them always. I always put at least two to three pounds of meat in uh, that adult baked beans recipe I give you. But, yeah, keep the recipes coming. Mike Shanahan, is he next in the Hall of Fame? Or like so many of you said, no way, doesn't deserve it. Dan Jacobs Show Super Bowl edition rolls on.